Hello there and welcome to the Music and Film Saves the World podcast. I'm your host Chris Rice and I'm here once again with my good friend uh, Gareth Gaz-Jones. Mate, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I thought I'd go for both of the first names this time. Just so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> well, to make sure that your you, you podcast listeners from your other podcast know what uh, uh, <laughs> know who I they're listening it, to. Uh, yeah, I think I think in the trade they call it keeping it on brand. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I thought I'd try and do that. So anyway, today um, it's a very special podcast for me personally because it's we're doing my favorite band we are counting down the holy grail of a musical back catalog there's no you know there's no denying it even if you're a fan or not this is the this is the back catalog to end all back catalogs and that is we're counting down the beatles albums so we are doing the 13 released beatles albums when they were together um, and the ones that are considered in canon so that will include the Yellow Submarine soundtrack and Magical Mystery Tour um, from their first album released early 63 to uh, 1970. And we'll do how we if you listen to our Bond ranking, you will hear what we'll do is we'll we'll um, when we both get to the number of the album, we will then discuss it. So we're not discussing things twice and all that type of thing. But for me personally, the Beatles are my favourite band. I've loved them ever since I was 13, 14, um, when I had a borrowed my dad's copy of Abbey Road and uh, listened to that. And then I started buying the albums. Um, and also uh, when your your mum lent me the red and blue compilation albums gareth so, and i yes. uh, so take them off her and i listen to them so much that i just listen to those <laughs> compilations so much yeah. so um yeah i mean obviously if if you've heard my top 20 albums it's not going to be a big surprise on some of the ranking but um <laughs> with you guys you didn't have any beatles albums in your top 20 so no. it'd be interesting to hear what your thoughts are and and obviously you always know how much of a fan I've been, but is, <laughs> yeah. it, is it is it because necessarily you're not a fan or is it because everything's played a lot or is it just because you like other things better? Um, sometimes it could depend on what day of the week it is, if I'm absolutely honest. Um, I, I did rinse them ridiculously during my <laughs> teenage years, especially during, you know, like um, the Britpop years. Yeah. Where I almost rediscovered the Beatles again. I, I remember, um, like you were saying, my mum had the, the Red and Blue Greatest Hits albums. I remember yeah. being, I don't know, maybe nine or ten, and kind of discovering them, listening to them. I remember putting them on uh, the turntable and listening to them um, and, and loving it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then rediscovering it more, um, I guess, when, um, as in kind of delving deeper into the back catalogue, when you know, every man and his dog were, were saying they were influenced by the Beatles. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, that was the time where I, I started delving a bit deeper and listening to, you know, albums like Revolver and Rubber yeah. Soul and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I remember buying um, uh, all, all the uh, all three of their movies on VHS in kind of early to mid-90s. Yeah, remember, yeah. Um, Ed Hot Days Night Help and, and Magic. You know, for whatever reason, I bought the Magical Mystery Talk. I think I was with you. <laughs> I think you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I got it ex-rental, yep. if I remember right. Yeah, you got yeah, or it was in a sale yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a re- there was a reason it was in the sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then 
yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. I kind of fell out of love, I suppose, in, in during my thirties a little bit. I was, it wasn't a case about out of love. It was just 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 wasn't really listening to it. I've I've been exposed to so many other things by that point in my life that that was what was always kind yeah, of yeah. You know, um, and they're always there, the Beatles. Yeah, well. not, that's the thing. You know, you discover the them. Then once you've discovered them, they're always there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're always, always there. They're always talked about. They're always written about. Yeah, arguably, arguably, they're still the biggest band in the world. I mean, this yeah. year, yeah. this year alone, and we're talking about 51 years since they've split up. This yeah. year alone, we've had um, John Lennon's Plastic Ono band being re-released as a remix. George Harrison's All Thing Must Pass as a remix. Paul McCartney's McCartney 3 had a a, a, a remix album with other artists. Yeah, very good that was. Very good. Um, We've had a Get Back book. We've had a Paul McCartney lyrics book. We've had the Let It Be reissue. And we've got the Get Back um, three-part TV special by Peter Jackson on Disney Plus at the end of this month. So all of those re-released albums got into the top 10. Let It Be got to number two in the album charts. Um, And every single year it's like this now. There's there's, there's releases from either solo. I think Ringo's released an EP this year, maybe two EPs, I think. So there's there's something all the time. Um, And I don't think there's any other band that's that consistent with all their uh, with all their stuff still the the appetite is still there yeah for, for yeah. like you know beatles product yeah to be reissued re-released whatever you know i yeah. i i'm really looking forward to seeing the the peter jackson yeah me too because i've never oh, seen let it be film i've never seen no i've seen i've seen no, yeah. I've seen clips. I've seen some clips. Yeah, like, on the anthology, the there's clips. Isn't there? Yeah, you know, this can be fascinating. I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're doing it as a, uh, as a, as a three-part documentary. Yeah. You know, so it's good. You know, it's gonna be a good. Yeah, you know, otherwise, I, I guess the cinema one would have been what ninety minutes, two hours tops yeah, yeah. for a documentary. I'm really glad that it's, you know, it's being Me allowed. Me too, actually, because it's good, much it's, longer. The Beatles fans like myself, it's 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 showing everything. Yeah. You know, and you know when you've got someone like Peter Jackson doing it, he's going to do a good job. Um, and um, no, so yeah, I mean they're my favourite band. I liked them before they were cool to like them. I used to get taken the Mickey for liking them in the early nineties. That changed mm. when the Britpop era came along. Yeah, just, just, just. My dad had three of the albums: Beatles for Sale, Help, and Abbey Road. I remember him. I remember playing when I was very young, Beatles for Sale and Help, because I just didn't add up. They were the same band. If you look at the covers, how different yeah. they looked. Um, and what got me into them, strangely enough, was Michael Jackson. So my brother was a big Michael Jackson fan. He was watching Moonwalker, the film. And at the very end of Moonwalker, like the last track that's performed on Moonwalker, Michael Jackson does come together. So I asked my dad, I recognised this song, but I didn't know who did it. You know, we just sort of, who, who did it? But dad said, the Beatles. It's the Beatles originally did this and I've got it on Abbey Road. So I borrowed it off him. I don't think I'd ever heard Abbey Road. And I put it on and that was it after that. That was absolutely, I heard that album and I was like, that was it. I'm hooked. And I bought Sergeant Pepper with my pocket money, Magical Mystery Toys to um, borrow them out of the library and tape them and, trying so at least i could get a copy of at least 
all of them if I possibly could because buying because they were expensive CDs the Beatles CDs were so it wasn't one of those things like the the White Album something like 30 35 pounds at the beginning of the 90s so I got the White Album on on vinyl funny enough vinyl was cheaper than the CD there you go there was a (laughs) heavy copy of the vinyl weird and um so yeah, and I've just loved them ever since. Always got, uh, followed their solo stuff, all that type of thing. And I, even now, I mean, I buy the box set. So, I'm, I'm, um, and as you say, there's still appetite for it. And it's got to be younger generations because our the parents of the generation originally were there in their seventies now. Yeah, true. You know, you know, our parents are. Well, re- yeah, well, I, I, I guess, but I don't think the kids will be actually buying the physical box sets. No, I think I, no. I reckon that'll be, that'll be people our age. Yeah, oh so, yes, definitely. You know, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. people in the you know to the mid forties who well have have the disposable income to pay for these horrendously <laughs> overpriced boxes. Oh yeah, but the kids will be <laughs> streaming the albums. They may yeah. be buying a vinyl yeah. version, a vinyl version of the album, etc. As well. So anyway, we better crack on. So there's thirteen mm. albums now. I suspect that at number 13, we may have the same one, but we shall see. I'm going to go first. I've got my CDs because I couldn't be bothered to get out my vinyl today. (laughs) Uh, I've got Yellow Submarine at number 13. And I'm uh, sure you've like, you've probably you've probably rinsed these albums, haven't you, the last few weeks? It's probably been a bit, been a bit intense, Beatles. Yeah, no, it has, it has. Um, yeah, number thirteen, Yellow Submarine for me as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit. It's a bit annoying. This is actually part of the canon, to be honest, um, because really, it's uh, is it really a Beatles album? It's 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 half, half it's. Of it is. Yeah, half of it is a bit, but half of it you've got two songs that had already been released. Uh, Yellow Submarine had already was already released as a single and was already on Revolver. All you need is love had already been released as a single and was on the Magical Mystery Tour American version because at that point in time Magical Mystery Tour was just an EP. Um, and then you got four songs. Three of them were recorded in the Sergeant Pepper sessions, and the only one I think recorded specifically for the film was Hey Bulldog, mm-hmm. which was recorded early 68 when they recorded Lady Madonna um, and then you've got the other half of the album George Martin's instrumental soundtrack from the film and it's a strange album because it was released six months after the film was released <laughs> so the film was released summer 68 and it wasn't released as an album till early 69 um, and it's it's not really much to say about it, but apart from Hey Bulldog being a great song um, and the others are all a bit, obviously all you need is love is a great song, but mm. all the others are a little bit throwaway, aren't they? They are. They are. I mean, Hey Bulldog is, is an absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. It's a great track. Yeah. yeah. It's an absolutely fantastic tune. Um, one of my, one of my favorites of the kind of latter day John Lennon stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's technically you have to put it canon. Um, you know, even though you know half of it is yeah, like I said, George Martin instrumentals and yeah. you know previously re- released material. Um, but yeah, it was it was always going to be the one that's at yeah. And normally, you know, when I do is like a Beatles run through, I don't often, I never really played this album. This is actually the only, I don't have it on vinyl or anything like that. I just have this CD which came with the two thousand nine remastered box set um 
So, um, and to be honest, if you look at most people's Beatles rankings, this is the the 13th, and yeah. within yeah. you know within good reason to be honest. Originally, they mm. were planning to release an EP of the four yeah. new songs, and to yeah. be honest, you sort of think they probably should have done that. Probably just done that really. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's number 13 for me. And you, uh, Yellow Submarine, what's yeah. your number 12, Gareth? Uh, my number 12 is Beatles for Sale. Right. Okay. So my number 12 is with the Beatles. So what's okay. your number 11? Uh, my number 11 is with the Beatles. Okay. So with the Beatles, we'll talk about, as it's your number 11, my number 12. Um yeah. Their second album, uh, yep. released um, late 63. Second yep. album of the year. It's unbelievable when you think. Releasing <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> two albums a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they released 11. If you don't count Magical Mystery Tour and the other submarine, they released 11 albums in seven years. Yeah. That's incredible. And the consistency and the quality of them as yeah. well. I mean, I think yeah. from now, from, from, 12 up i like all of the out beatles albums <laughs> you know all good but yeah. uh, for me with the beatles um well it's that sort of very early beatles when you've got half original songs half um half uh, half covers and for me the originals apart from probably all my loving there isn't really a classic other classic on there it won't Long's a bit underrated, I think. I actually sometimes prefer some of the covers. I really like their version yeah. of Money. Yeah. Uh, and I really like their version of You Really Got a Hold on Me as well. Um, they were sort of always the two that I would play on that. Um, obviously, got Ringo with I Want to Be Your Man, which was the Rolling Stones' first yeah. first or second single. I can't uh, remember. First, first yeah, single. First single, yeah. yeah. First single, yeah. Um, and um, you know, George Harrison sings three set tracks on this, funny enough. And, yeah. and um and he's got his first um original song on here as well. I mean this in some respects a lot of people put this as a leap forward than please please me, but I'm I've never been so keen on this and I think Hold Me Tight is one of their worst songs. McCartney sounds so out of tune on it. I mean they all do a little bit, but he sounds so out of tune on it. It's it's bit very average song and probably one of the worst they've ever sound i mean the beatles always sound really good it was like ahead of its yeah. time in terms of sound yeah. quality and hold me tight doesn't sound good at all but uh it's a it's a great album great cover um yeah, beatles, were, cover. beatles were great at covers they're also great at opening and closing tracks they really did they were like one of the first bands artists to really construct their album start great end great yeah. And it won't be long. He's a great starter. Money's a great ender. Another great rocker like they've done with the previous album. Um, but um, yeah, I've always found with the Beatles being the one that I I would put on the least, and probably the one I've heard the least. Um, I think the mono version is better than the stereo version. I think the first two albums, the stereo's too spaced out. You got the singing on one speaker and yeah. something like that. I think the actual first couple, especially albums, sound better in mono. Um, yeah. But um, they sound great, apart from Hold Me Tight. But <laughs> but I, it's one of those albums I actually think the covers are a little bit better than the actual Lennon McCartney originals, which you wouldn't normally say that, um, no. um, apart from All My Loving, which is obviously a classic. No hits on yeah. it either, which is unbelievable. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, between, between the, first, the first album and this album, um 
they had like three number one hits, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but and obviously none of them really sell them. Nah. From me and, to you, she loves you, and I want to hold your hand. Was all yeah. released in that sort yeah. of sixty-three, sixty-four period, early sixty-four yeah. period, all sort of around, around then. So, which is incredible, really. And she loves you, and I want to hold your hand. Are two absolute classics, uh, yeah. really. So. Um, um, but like but you yeah. say, like say, you know, the covers. Yeah, you know, I really like the cover of um, "Please, Mr. Postman." Yes, it is good. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, their version of "Money" as well. For me, it's it's probably like the, the definitive version of "Money." Yeah, um, but, you know, the, you the, think the, it's the, their song? The yeah, totally. And, and people that that kind of have, have covered it after the Beatles covered it, they all everyone covers it in the Beatles style. Yeah, they, yeah. they sing it. Just as the way Lennon sings it, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of raspy yeah. voice. Um, yeah, yeah, all my, all my loving, you know, kind of classic McCartney. Yeah. Um, you know, e- even this early in their career, you, you know, it's yeah, you could tell it's it's a Paul song, and yeah, he'd already yeah. mastered the art of the pop song yeah. even by this point in their career, yeah. which is bloody, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. But yes, yeah, t- t- too many covers, um, and yeah, the, the, you know, there kind of had to be something that wasn't Yellow Submarine at the bottom. Of this is the one. Yeah, like you say, I think it is the one I've listened to the least. But there are many iconic things about it. You know, the cover being copied so many times. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely yeah. iconic, iconic album cover. You know, it's wonderful. And it's only their second album, and they've already re- already mastered the art of the album cover because mm-hmm. majority of album covers in those early sixties was just the artists looking yeah. sort of, and yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. th- this is where the cover. Even I mean, please, please me is, is an iconic cover, but it is that yeah. sort of bit old fashioned looking like yeah. other artists were. Whereas this, yeah. from th- from then on in, basically. Yeah. The album covers they're thinking about and it looks like a, yeah. a work of art um and that's what's the thing about the beatles it's not just one thing you've got these four singers all four of them sing which is mm. unusual within a band as well but then yeah. you've got the, the original songs doing covers that make and then they make them sound like their own songs yeah and then do. you've got the the artwork of the album as well so it's sort of everything comes together doesn't it um um, their popularity so that was your number 11 uh, that was it my was. number 12 so my number 11 is please please me okay. what's your number 10 <laughs> here we go my number 10 is please please me <laughs> so we're not far out at the moment really are we so no, I know, right <laughs> <laughs> so my number 11 is please please me so we'll have to park Beatles for sale at the moment until. Yep, no, that's fine. Um, so please, please, mate. Once again, it isn't. A, it isn't. A, even though, as I was just saying, it's a cover that's probably a little bit more how covers were. It's still quite yeah. an iconic cover of them. It is still around. iconic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know you look at it. Um, wasn't the when when Let It Be was originally going to be called Get Back? Yeah. You know they were going to use that as the cover. Then what became the cover yeah. of the sixty-seven to seventy yeah, compilation, yeah. obviously. You know. And in the and then in the new um, box set, let it be box set, they've got yeah. a version for the first ever time of Get Back with that cover. So it's uh, oh nice, nice. It's um, no, it's it's really good. So um, yeah, I mean, once again, this starts off. 
I saw her standing there actually is yeah. one of my favourite Beatles songs. I, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, an yeah, unbelievable it's, song. And um, and it starts so brilliantly and ends with twists and shout. You know how we would say it about money, twist and shout. Yeah. You would think it's a bit. It, it, everybody yeah. feels it is an original Beatles song because yeah. it's so iconic with them. Um, but the, probably the rest of the album, there's a lot of ballads actually on this album, mm-hmm. probably more than you think. You've got uh, Misery, Anna, uh, Ask Me Why, P.S. I Love You, Baby It's You, Do You Want to Know a Secret, A Taste of Honey, are all ballads, um, yeah. really, or, 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 or mid-tempo songs. Yeah. So um, the only real rockers probably are I Saw Us Standing There, Twist and Shout, and Ringo's cover of Boys. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you've got the single on there as well, which has the A sides and the B sides of there. So um, I know they own, I know they famously recorded this in one day, but actually four of the tracks were already recorded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so ten, ten of the tracks were done in one day. But I think I, what I love about this album, and probably over over with the Beatles, is the energy of it. I think even the big tempo sets a lot of energy will punch. It almost feels like a live album. You know how definitely maybe in the 90s felt like a live, almost them live, Oasis live. I think this is probably the closest you'd get, you got, because you never they never really released a live album. Or the Hollywood Bowl was live, but apparently the sound quality was awful. Um, yeah. That this really sort of feels like possibly how when you went to see them in the cavern, what they'd sound like. And I sort of think that captures it this captures it really well um but no i think it's a great album um and pro- the problem is those probably early albums suffer from what comes later on being so great yeah true um like you say it's they were they were always masters of like the opening and closing track yeah. and even from the first album it's crazy yeah. Just, well, the way this starts you know what two, three four yeah. the bam bam out bam, it, it's straight in just the energy of it it's yes, it's rock and roll, but nothing was the same again after that. No, um, it's their own I, I, spin on things. Didn't yeah, they? They completely. Yeah, on. you know, very, very sort of English. You know, well, say English. I mean, even you know, Liverpudlian kind of spin yeah. on rhythm and blues and rock and roll and all the stuff they grown up with. You know, there was still a little bit of skiffle in there as well at this at this point. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I do try and imagine what it was like hearing this stuff for the first time you know and you know being i don't know like say 16 in like 1962 and you, you know and you first heard love me do and please yeah. me and stuff like this you know what was it like because you know now we've heard everything we've seen everything yeah you know there was nothing like that then you know this that, that's what you, what it must have been like hearing these songs coming out of a little a little tin yeah in a transistor radio um, and they affected they affected elvis's sales yeah as soon as the beatles come along elvis does still have number ones in both uk and the us but they not quite so many uh you know they they, and and um they they, it changed everything in terms of and suddenly you had this suddenly the uk britain had this plethora of bands suddenly coming through and doing their own music and putting their own spin on the u the u.s music put that old british spin on it you know the stones the kinks the hollies manfred mann 
uh, Herman's Hermits. All of these bands yeah, had big um, hits in America. And then you Dave Clark Five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you move on to The Who, Led yeah. Zeppelin, and it sort of moves through that. And, yeah. you know, you think of how much happened in such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of five or six years, somebody doesn't release an album for five or six years. Mm-hmm. In the 60s, five or six years, you know, an artist had probably released an album a year you'd already had six albums from them so yeah. it's incredible really and the, and the quality that the beatles managed to keep going at yeah. um, which they never were able to do in their solo careers no. I don't think anybody, any of them you know so no. um um and i think there's all there's this advantage that the beatles did split up and never got back together again because you never had to compare no. what had already gone before you had that you had that legacy and yeah. they never whereas many bands get back together and then do a disappointing album or or they yeah. stay or or they outlast their welcome i think the stones are probably one of the only exceptions to that but some bands like go on yeah. and on and the quality inevitably just goes down of course it does. Beatles yeah, never had that yeah. because they split no. up and never got back yeah. together again yeah. Uh, yeah. whether if lennon had survived whether they would have done i imagine probably would have done but... of course they would have done i mean there's you know, there's, there's those stories that plans were getting put in, in motion in about 79 yeah, yeah. Lennon was going to come back over and he was going to be meeting up with paul mccartney yeah, and yeah. And... i know that they started sort of getting on again a few years before he died as well so it probably would have inevitably happened um later on down I mean... the line you know live Aid or something like that yeah well it's bad to think that you know that now you probably won't be talking about Queen set. Everyone was pretty talking about the Beatles set at Live Aid being like the yeah. greatest thing they'd ever seen. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. You think about it. No. An alternative world. I know, um, right. So that's um, Please Please Me, my 11 and your number 10. 10. So my number 10 is Let It Be. Okay. My number nine is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. My number Sh- nine. <laughs> Sharp take a breath, mate. <laughs> I just you couldn't know. say anything there. I just, I, just, I just blew out my cheeks. And that yeah, was it. Yeah. <laughs> my number nine, which was your yeah. number 12. So my number 12, yeah. Probably your least favourite Beatles album, if you're not including yeah. this. Is yeah. Beatles for sale. So I've got it a few places higher than you. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why I've got this a little probably higher than a lot of people would put this is because this is one of the ones my dad had when I was yeah. young. This help and Abbey Road. So I, I I heard this a lot, and I know this suffers a little bit because it it, it went from Hard Day's Night where they'd done all the tracks to another album of part covers, part new tracks, and yeah. this was. It's a, this is probably the only time you feel a little bit like the Beatles having to put together an album for the Christmas market, Christmas 64, sort yeah. of, we need an album out, guys. Okay, we've got seven songs, we're going to have to do seven covers. But I just, what I like about this album is the confidence in it. It sounds really good now. They've really got their sound good. I think I think there's an absolute fantastic um, cover of rock and roll music by John. Mm-hmm. Um and Paul doing Kansas City is another great one. Um, 
and, and actually I sometimes think on here there's a few deep cuts of underrated Lennon McCartney songs. Mm. No reply. Yeah, I'll follow the reply. I'll follow the sun. Every little thing. I don't want to spoil the party. What you're doing. I think all of those songs are actually really underrated Beatles songs. And that's why it's probably a little bit higher than a lot of people. I don't think it, maybe it's probably one of the only Beatles albums where the first and last track don't knock it out of the park like their other albums do. Mm. No replies, quite a quite a more of a mid-tempo start than they normally do. Maybe starting it with eight days a week, which is probably the real classic on here, yeah. um, would probably have been better. And ending it with George singing Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby, just he just doesn't have the punch in his voice that Lennon has when he yeah. closes with a rocker. So yeah. um I think it's a I, I do think it's a better album than a lot of people give it credit for, but I can understand why someone might have it a bit lower. Mm. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I pretty much agree with everything you said. Uh, I think, you know, I think No Reply is a really, really good song. It's, it, it, it's kind of a bit of a, a funny sentence to say when you say like, you know, forgotten Beatles songs because yeah, there's not many. <laughs> there aren't many. Like, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I put No Reply on that list. You know, I'm a loser. Yeah, that's great, a good song. Great yeah. song. Yeah, I'm a loser. Yeah. Um, obviously, eight days a week. Classic, yeah, I think there's too just way too much kind of filler, and like it just whereas, like, on, on you know, previous albums, they've done the covers, you know, to an amazing high standard, like the cover yeah. of Money, yeah. Please, Mr. Post, and obviously, you know, Swiss and Shout, like, you know, yeah. you know, a, a surefire kind of shoe in for the, like one of the yeah. greatest covers of all time, yeah. Um, I think on this album, they're kind of. Like, what's the word? Like, perfunctionary. I think, you know, I think like, you rock and like, yeah. I've, I've always liked their version of that, though. I think you could yeah. definitely say that with Words of Love, which was a yeah. Buddy Holly B side, and yeah. um, yeah. the other one, uh, like Kansas City, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, but yeah, and Mr. Know. Moonlight isn't one of the bad. The yeah. problem, the thing is, this is where probably one of the times when you sort of thought. Really, you should have put your single on this because I feel fine game that same day as this. I know, I know, which, which is like been, one of my one is, of my favorite Beatles songs. I mean, that's an opening track of an album. Yeah, and it just and and she's woman's the B side. So if yeah. you could replace, yeah. I would easily have quite happily taken off Mr. Moonlight and um, Words of Love and put added in I feel fine and she's a woman, and I think you've notched up the album mm-hmm. oh, even more. Um, so I understand why they didn't do it because they they always felt that they wanted to give their people who buying records which were expensive in those days they still equivalent of still about thirty pounds an LP was um, so I know they wanted to give them value for money but I think this is probably the exception to every album when you sort of think oh maybe you should have put I feel fine and she's a woman on there instead of a couple of the other covers but. Yes, so Beatles for Sale for me was number nine. It was your number 12. It was, yeah. So what's your number eight? My number eight is Let It Be. Okay, so that was my number 10. And this has actually gone up a place since they've okay. released the, the new remix. Okay. And the remix sounds so good i mean we might have hopefully in a bit we'll have a chat about the i don't know if you had a chance to listen to the giles martin remixed versions of the albums some people aren't a fan of it 
I think they sound fantastic, but that's, you know, but um, it's gone up a place. So Let It Be, for me, has always been a bit of a frustrating album. Two reasons why it sounds unfinished, which it more or less was. And it's a bit of annoying this is the last album released, because really Abbey Road's the last album. And the whole album of Abbey Road feels like a finale. (laughs) It feels like a lot. I don't think they necessarily mean it to be. But it ends with the end. It ends with this sort of um, the whole second side is more or less like a musical suite, a medley. And it just feels like a finale. And then this sort of limps in as the one that they sort of hate <laughs> put together because they recorded majority of it early 69. I think the only track that actually was recorded after Abbey Road was I Me Mine. Yes. Um, which was recorded at the very beginning of 1970. John had already left the Beatles. Um, it was... So it was recorded by George, Paul and Ringo. Um, and it was, it, it's got some great tracks on it. I mean, there's no denying it. I mean, it's got, obviously, Get Back. Let It Be is my favourite Beatles song. Absolutely love Let It Be. And I actually prefer this version, the Phil Spector version, to the actual single version that was released. Across the Universe is a great song, but it was an old song. It was one that they'd done previously. Um, Long and Winding Road's obviously a classic. And, the songs are good it just feels unfinished and it's always been what had come because the other sort of four or five albums preceding this has always been classed as absolute top tier albums the one just feels like a little bit of a a going out on a whimper a little bit i mean obviously i know some bands would kill to have some of the songs that were on this but (laughs) yeah when I go go through my Beatles albums, I pl- I always play Abbey Road last as I feel that it's the last album. I know there's always like that debate between Beatles fans. What's the last album? Last album recorded is Abbey Road, but this is of the last album released. But that's why Let It Be is probably of the later albums the lowest. I mean, I've still got it. Well, I've got it at number 10. You had it at number eight, didn't you? So, uh, number eight, yes. Yeah. So what, what's your feelings on Let It Be? I mean, it's the thing that kind of frustrates you about the fact it sounds unfinished. I really like that about it. I like the fact it's kind of like a like a scrapbook snapshot yeah. of a band's quite literally falling apart. You yeah, know, that kind of fascinates me. Um, I'm really looking forward to the film, sort of the documentary series. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll go into it in you know, ridiculous depth, you know, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, these documentaries are not going to be for the casual Beatles fan. They're going to be yeah. for the hardcore nerds, you know, and, it's and apparently, and apparently they do get on better than, than, than rumor has always had. Yeah. Yeah. Of, I course, think, of course. I think the let it be film was edited to make it look like the breakup oh, of the of Beatles. Course, yeah. The, the power, the, power, the power of editing is... Uh, yeah, and I've never seen the film. The Beatles have never been a big fan of it, so it's never no. been... I think it was available on VHS for a time, but it's never yeah. been released onto DVD. It's never been really been shown on telly for a long, long no. time. So, as you say, I've seen we've seen clips on Anthology, um, yeah. but this is sort of the first time in a long time that the actual footage has been shown, so... I, you know, I... Again, talking about kind of deep cuts, I've got a feeling as one of my... It's, it's yeah, wonderful. it's wonderful. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. Um, uh, I always liked I Me Mine. I was I always really liked Digger Pony. Yeah. Um, across the a universe. Lot of, a lot of a lot of Beatles fans don't like Digger Pony, and I always. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's a great song. 
Um, uh, one after nine oh nine, which was wasn't that wasn't that the first song they ever wrote together or something? It was like one that? of the or early ones. Somewhere. They yeah. had. Uh, I think it's. I think there's an early version of them running through it on Anthology One when yeah. they were put it together. Maybe Please Please Me or with the Beatles. So they yeah. were considering it for that, but they never sort of they never used it. And um, yeah. And obviously, you know the way the way it finishes with, with "Get Back." Yeah. And obviously, a few a few of the tracks are um, from uh, when they played live on the yeah. top of um, yeah. uh, Apple. Yeah. Um, it's you know, and it's, it's it's great. I love I love what Billy Preston brings to this album as well. Yeah. I think it's kind of like the the secret sauce of this album. Yeah. It brings something to it, which is yeah. which is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Because the idea um, of this album is to go back to basics. It, it does. Exactly. It does. Yeah, no, it does. It, it generally does. Um, you know, parts of it do sound a bit kind of unfinished. Um, I I really liked the, the Let It Be Naked that came out. In, yeah. Was it about 2004, 2003? Yeah. yeah something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a massive fan of like the Phil Spector production, especially on Long and Winding Roads. No. No, I, McCartney. You know, hates, yeah, he's, he's been very vocal about that over the years. Obviously, even though he allowed it, when the new versions have been remixed, um, yeah. Giles Martin apparently went to McCartney because he thought, well, this is going to be of a dodgy subject. What's he going to want me to do to a long and winding road to remix it? And McCartney said, well, it's part of the album. Leave it as it is. Maybe just turn down the harps a bit. So when he remixes, it, it's not so much harp going on towards the end of it. It's much more lower in the mix. Um, so, I mean, the Get Back, so they've released in this box set the version of the album that Glyn Johns wanted to release early yeah. 69. And it's much rougher. I mean, it's a real rough, like rehearsing songs going wrong and all that type of thing. And it would have been an odd album to release. It, mm. it would have been odd, I think, at the time. But, um, um yeah, I understand. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Phil Spector's production for Stop. Um, I don't necessarily think it enhances the early Lennon and Harrison songs at all. I think, you know, I think George Martin's, the quality of George Martin's production on Beatles tracks is far superior. But that's oh, yeah. Yeah. my opinion. But um, some people love the Phil Spector sort of wall of sound but you listen yeah, to I've got, I've got some of it you know like like on like river deep mountain high yeah of course it's, it's well, no, unbelievable but i mean i think if you listen to abbey road you listen to george harrison's original all things must pass me because it's like yeah, yeah it's like well the i mean abbey road you could almost if someone said to you that it was recorded last week you'd believe them all things was yeah. past doesn't sound like it the original version of all things was past doesn't sound like that so um but yeah I mean, it's a good album they're always good great songs on it it just feels compared to what had gone on three or four albums before this. I think it's feels like a step down and a bit of a going out with a whimper type of scenario, but let it be is a fantastic track. There's no denying that. How that did oh, not yeah. go to number one, how that did not go to number one, went to number two, let it be their last single. I know. I know. Yeah. But um, it had their fair share, I suppose, but um, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> so because uh, we, we're going to go through some deep cuts a bit later so i've got mm. the top five deep cuts so we'll do that just before we probably do our top five albums mm. or something so mm. um so that was that was my number 10 that was my number eight right so my number eight is help okay my number seven yeah is magic is magical mystery tour 
My number seven is Magical Mystery Tour. So, so you've obviously got help quite high. The help of Magical Mystery Tour, I was swapping around and um, it actually holds together quite well, saying basically it's almost a a US compilation album, really, isn't it? Um, um, So the first six tracks, obviously, are from the film Magical Mystery Tour, and that was released as a double EP in the UK. And then the second half of the album is singles from 1967. So you've got the double A side, Strawberry Fields, Forever and Penny Lane, the Christmas 67 single, Hello, Goodbye, and summer single, All You Need Is Love. And All You Need Is Love's B side was Baby, You're a Rich Man. So um, it's it's sort of the, it really feels like the end of Psychedelica, doesn't it? It's real sort of like the peak psychedelic of this album it's the and as you say that magical mystery tour oh it's a hard watch that film isn't it oh it's it, <laughs> was it only yeah. is it it's 45 minutes in it and it feels like Oh, it's it only, it only 45 minutes. Well, it's, for TV, it's not, it's, it's not it, was, yeah. it was a TV special, really, wasn't it? Yeah, for was it Boxing Day or Christmas Day 67 or something like that? <laughs> Peak, yeah. that was there. That was the BBC's, you know, how like the flagship, yeah. flagship show. We're, we've got this new Beatles, they've done it specially, the Beatles. And obviously, it's this psychedelic, colourful film. Most people will be watching, not if, if, if not if most people will be watching it in black and white. Um, I would argue, apart from Fall on the Hill and I Am the Walrus, the other four songs aren't top-notch Beatles. Oh, I disagree with that. I don't think Blue Jay Way is one of the best songs ever. I don't mind Blue Jay Way. I think it's it's one of Harrison's... I I prefer Blue Jay Way to um, uh, Within You, Without You. Okay, okay. Um, Obviously, I Am the Walrus is Fall on the Hill great songs magical mystery tour i've always liked as a song oh but, um, what an opening track that is yeah it's, it's, it's i mean it's, it's, it's rollicking really, it's, it's, it's yeah, rollicking yeah. it's a rollicking song it's, it's, it's an enjoyable album and it's really good i'm obviously strawberry fields forever and penny lane yeah best single of all time possibly if if you could if you could only pick one penny lane or strawberry fields which one would it be you can only have one <sighs> i think it, it's so perfectly encapsulates encapsulates should i say lennon and mccartney it's got that experimentation slightly skewed what world view of life that lennon has but then it has that then then it's got that pop perfect pop song that mccartney especially at the time could just write like that I think Strawberry Fields just pips it, but I tell you, I love Penny Lane. Yeah. I, I think both of them would be in my top ten Beatles songs: Strawberry Fields, Trevor, and Penny Lane. I love both yeah. of them. I love the key change in Penny Lane. Yeah. Um, I love the weirdness of Strawberry Fields, Trevor. Penny Lane's more of an instant song, but yeah. Strawberry Fields, Trevor, is weird. But st- this is what also the Beatles could do: they could make things weird, but still you could sing along to them. Yeah. You could still hum the tune, whereas sometimes when people go experimentation, it loses. I, I, this is an example: Radiohead. They yeah. go experimental, and it's not saying the music isn't good, but it completely takes away any pop sensibilities of any song, any sort of memorable way of singing along with a track. 
completely goes in that type of experimentation that they went into and, and that's what a lot of bands it happens to the beatles they went into experimentation but still managed to somehow keep these pop hooks and it is it's probably the biggest travesty that this single didn't go to number one <laughs> yeah. I know, more people more people bought um Engelbert Humperdinck. The hump. Really, Most people bought yeah. the hump. Yeah. The humpster. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There you go. So um, it's a great album, and it mm. and I'm I'm glad it's this is the one. I'm glad it's part of the canon now. Yeah, it's, completely. It, it really it really brings together that end of '67 psychedelia, and you sort of play this, mm. and then the White Album, and there's a complete change in sound and everything. Mm. So again. Um, so yeah, it's a it's it's a great album. It probably is a little bit disjointed because you've got the album, you know, the film songs first and then the other songs on the other side. But that's what they did with Help in a Hard Day's Light. You got the yeah. film songs one side and the other yeah. songs the other side. So yeah, it it's exactly hard. the same type of thing. It's a hard watch the films. I've never been a massive fan of the Beatles films, even Hard Day's Night, which I yeah. I don't just I don't not enjoy, but yeah. I don't love them. I don't even own the Beatles films. Um <laughs> Which is, you know, because I say I've got, I normally get everything Beatles. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I've never loved the Beatles films, but um, I know Hard Day's Night is considered a bit of a sort of a pop classic, but um, Help and especially Magical Mystery Tour. I can remember you getting the video, and I think both of us were pretty excited getting back to yours <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. What a pair of fools. We yeah. were the fools on the hill. Yeah, we were. And, and then and then actually um around the uh, about 2012 I would say um yeah. the BBC showed it again and that on BBC2 for the first time since Boxing Day 1967. Wow. So I think it was remastered and it'd been released on Blu-ray or something like. That. It was about 2012 I think. And so I thought, "Oh, I'm going to record this and watch it again because I had the only time I ever seen it was at yours." And once again, I sat through it, and it was a slog. <laughs> yeah, it's a slog. It's an absolute slog. And to be honest, the best parts of it are on the Beatles anthology documentary, where they take the bits out and they show you the bits of Fall in the Hill, the bits of I Am the Walrus, yeah, like a music video, and that's probably the best bits of it, really, when they're performing the songs. Um, I Am the Walrus is completely out there, one of the most out there Beatles songs ever. But oh, once again, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm the Warriors is possibly my favourite Beatles song. Possibly, yeah. I think um, it has it has that wonderful just psychedelic kind of world making. Yeah, you know, just you know the words are like yellow manacusta dripping, dripping from a dead oh. dog's eye. Um, yeah, pornographic priestess and all this. It's just like. I I love I love all of that that kind of you know obviously doing horrendous amounts of of acid and yeah yeah psychedelics and 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 that kind of I don't know how you describe it it's almost just like freedom expressionist poetry yeah you know but but but, but the, the kind of images that all those lines conjure up. It's it's just it's a wonderful wonderful 
experience to, to just, and I still get that even now. I don't know how many hundreds yeah. of times I've listened. To it these. still sounds amazing that song. I mean, the George oh, Mar- George Martin. I mean, he was quite a sort yeah. of a very normal type of person, but he was yeah. brilliant at letting them experiment. And I think it was because he'd was he was originally an orchestral producer yeah, and, was, yeah. and a comedy producer. He produced the tunes, yeah. and he yeah, was able yeah. to. And that's why when the strings came in, he was always so good at including yeah. strings, producing Just, strings. And I think that's one of the reasons why, over all the other bands, they sounded so good as well. Yeah, they did. Sound so. quality is really good. If you compare it to other bands like the Stones and all that type of thing, the yeah. sound quality is poor compared to what the Beatles did. Um, and that's partly, I think, to do with they were recording it, Abbey Road was originally an orchestral place to record orchestral pieces and having George Martin. Yeah, you know, the Beatles were like one of the, probably were, I think they were pretty much the only 60s band that actually had bottom end. You could actually hear the bass, the bass playing. There was always that, you know, bottom end and that proper slap from the bass drum as well, from Ringo's bass drum. Um, And you could actually hear what the bass guitar was playing. You listen to any... Those are the 60s bands, you know, the Stones, the Dave Clark Five, you know, even like, you know, the Animals, stuff like that. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't hear the bass. You could not hear yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, also on Magical Mystery Tour, I think, I think it was like the, the only instrumental they ever released was on it. Or was I flying. Think so, yeah, flying. You know, think, yeah, yeah. You know, I know it's only Credit- like a 12 bar blues kind of, it was, yeah, it's one of the only songs that's credited to all four members, isn't it? Yeah, well. it is, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I was like that. Your mother should know. Brilliant. Fool on the Hill. Probably one of McCartney's best, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I always liked it. It's, it. it's a wonderful snapshot of everything that, that made them that made them great, I think. You know? yeah. Yeah. And the fact it was a double EP. I, I love the idea of yeah. you know, a double EP is getting released. Which I managed to get off eBay for a tenner not that long ago, last year. I've always wanted the double EP yeah. of Magic Christmas Tour. It was on eBay for £10, pretty good oh. condition, yeah. uh, nice. original version, and uh, yeah, I got it. So, um, no, I mean, Ford of the Hill, uh, one of the only songs you can actually has a recorder in it. You know, when you're at school, you yeah. used to play recorder. Yeah, yeah. It, it was never, <laughs> and it was never in any any song recorders. And, and no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ford yeah. of the Hill has, has does have recorder in it. Um, yeah. So that was yeah. both of our number seven. Um, what's your number six? My number six is Abbey Road. I'm just going to move on now to now my number six. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we take a breath? Which is a hard day's night. Uh, right, okay. We are verging. We're verging differently here, aren't we? Oh, no, now, yeah, now the two roads are going like this. <laughs> um... Right, where are we? Uh, my number five is help. Right, so that was my number eight. Here it number is. Eight. Uh, and I thought being me having that eight was high because um, um, help was another one of those that my dad had. So I've, I've heard this a lot. And this was probably out of Beatles for Sale Help, the one I played the most because I've always really liked this album, to be honest. Yeah. And two covers are really good there's only two yeah. covers on it but they're really good yeah. it's, a, it's a perfect song for Ringo act naturally yeah, and Dizzy Miss Lizzie is a really good rocker that John yeah. got the park but I mean there's a couple of absolute classics on here well there's a few I mean help obviously Ticket to Ride 
Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those songs that when I was younger, I wasn't too keyed on. But as I've got older, it's become really gone up my rankings of Beatles yeah. songs. I think it's amazing. And it's one of the first Beatles songs that has that. Because the Beatles did it quite a bit later on. Has that It changes at the end. Yeah. The song finishes and then it goes into something else. And the Beatles did that quite a bit with Hey Jude. They did it with Get Back. It, yeah. it sort of finishes and then goes. Strawberry Fields yeah. Forever did it a bit as well. Yeah. And it goes into something else. And yeah. Ticket to Ride, I think, is one of the first that they did did yeah. that. Um, you've, got to, you're, you've got to Hide Your Love Away is another classic. Um, but obviously it's this whole album is overshadowed by probably one of the most famous songs of all time. And that's yesterday, um, which is an overplayed song. There's no denying it It was never released as a single in the UK. No, well, I think, I think it was in the seventies, wasn't it? It's quite a big hit. It was released in the seventies as part of a compilation album that was released. Um, You know, it was like to promote the compilation album. It It got to number eight. In the UK yeah. charts, but it was released in America, got number one. Why they never released it is, but I think they sort of, as Pinkhartney always said, they always thought, well, really, it was almost like a. I think the record company wanted to release it as a Paul McCartney solo track, as a yeah. single. And Paul McCartney was like, no, 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 if it no. is going to be released, it's got to be released as the Beatles. But um, yeah. most covered song of all time, um, and it's in the, it's a beautiful two minutes. It is, and and and. The first time they used strings, which was once again George Martin's influence. Um, and this is this was released in August '65. Yeah. Rubber Soul was released in December '65. And <laughs> this is yeah. this is so different sometimes to Rubber Soul, but you can see the early the early stages of Rubber Soul and Revolver in Help. I think. Yeah, like. You could see where they were going to go, especially with tracks like "You Got to Hide Your Love Away." You could see the Dylan influences coming in now, yeah, thick yeah. and fast. Um, uh, I think I think you're going to lose that girl. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, um, yeah. T- t- Ticket to Ride, like you said, it 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 was the Beatles starting to do that coda thing they do at the end. They yeah, were doing yeah, the end of yeah. some songs. Brilliant. No one again. No one was doing that at the time. Um, and Ticket to Ride. For me, it's one of those perfect examples of why I think, you know, R- Ringo was such a great drummer. Yeah. Um, not only did he, he always did what the song requires. Yeah. But he, he does this amazing thing on Tickets to Rise where he's just slightly behind the beats. Yeah. And he always, he always does it. He does, if you try and play it, it it's so hard to get when he goes to the rack time and he goes yeah. but when he hits that yeah. he always does it slightly too early yeah. and your initial instinct is just to do it on the on the beat on, on, on the, the bit on the yeah. beat yeah. and it's so hard it's yeah. so hard i know I exactly tried. what you mean i know and exactly what you mean because it you know, sounds easy you think oh he's yeah. doing quite a simple beat there but it's not because it's just as you say just off just slightly too early it's slightly <laughs> too early and it's but he's on that every time that's yeah, the beat yeah, he hits yeah. every time I think also um, people underestimate how difficult some Beatles songs are to play. Oh, they are. Uh, yeah. If you look at a guitar, the guitar music of the Beatles, it's it's much more. The, yeah. Some in, in many of the songs, the timings change within the yeah. songs, um, yeah. and they sound s- simpler than they actually are uh, compared to a lot yeah. of other contemporaries. I mean, um, you know, 
that takes true genius. Yeah. <laughs> to make to make simple stuff sound so effortless yeah, and yeah, yeah. make it makes um, you think that oh, you know, I could write that. Um was was help what number was help again for you? Uh help was number five. Right. I think it's quite a good time then, as we're sort of yeah. that stepped quickly just run through our top five deep cuts. Alright, yeah, cool. If you've got them to hand, I'll go I'll go through mine quickly first because actually that Please that go. actually it actually does um, coincide with help not wanting to give anything away. So <laughs> um I'm gonna run through them fairly quickly. Um my number five is free as a bird as a deep cut. I know it's not the best deep cut, but I just it's off anthology one. Um I just the, the excitement of a brand new Beatles track. And even though it went to number two in the charts, it obviously because it wasn't part of the original catalogue, it gets forgotten a bit. So yeah. I think Free as a Bird is good as well because it's got all three of them singing individual bits on it as well. So it makes it quite sort of exciting. Um, number four, I have Rain, which was the B-side to Paperback Writer um, and is on the Past Masters compilation. It's the only place you can get it is the Past Masters compilation. A much you know, Oasis, Ocean Colour Scene, Cooler Shaker must have ripped off that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the drumming, once we talk about Ringo's drumming, it's it's fantastic in that song. One of his best yeah, drum yes. drumming uh, stuff in, in that song. Number three, we've spoken about this from the Yellow Submarine soundtrack, Hey Bulldog. Mm. Um, number two, it's a fairly well-known one, but it's actually only available on the White Album. And that's Dear Prudence um i absolutely love that song it's another song that's really gone up my rankings as the years have gone on i know susie and the banshees did a cover of it which was the top 10 hit in the 80s yeah, yeah it was their biggest hit yeah. yeah it was their biggest hit but um you know it's only ever it's actually only on the white album it's not on any compilation and at number one from help i've got i've just seen a face which i uh, absolutely love that song i remember paul mccartney great. doing it on an mtv unplugged back yeah. in 1991 and it sounded fantastic and i've always loved the sound of this the sort of all the acoustic guitars coming in um and probably if it wasn't for yesterday that probably was b mccartney's best song on that help album um uh, yeah. but uh, i've always loved i've just seen a face so that for me is my sort of my favorite deep cut and i mean i could go on i mean there's loads but i think yeah. that that five at the moment would be my five all right well my five deep cuts um number five i've got um, if I needed someone, which off Rubber Soul, incredible. Soul. George Harrison. Yes, my, yeah, my favourite George Harrison yeah. Beatles yeah. song. I think it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. That was for me, uh, kind of when he arrived. Yeah. As no, like yeah. as someone who could write songs as good as yeah. Lennon and McCartney. Covered by the Hollies in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, covered by Nick Hayward in the mid nineties on a B side. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he did that. He where he released um. This is gonna be proper niche nerdy stuff. We are very deep cut now. <laughs> we are, mate. Yeah, we are, mate. Yeah. Um, he re- he released uh, a, he, he had an album in 1995 called Tangled, which is it's so good. It's yeah. so Beatles. You would love it, mate. If you never heard, I, think I remember it. Gateway, I think I remember it. Back from, back I mean, he, he released a single off it called Rollerblade, and the the EP was called he called it a Hard Day's Nick. Um, and obviously the lead track was Rollerblade, but he he had um three did three uh, Beatles covers. He did if i needed someone uh i think all my loving and another one yeah um but yeah it, it, if i need it's it, it, absolutely fantastic so uh, number four uh, uh, number same as you i've got rain at number four wow like you said yeah. just yeah like brit pop blueprint yeah 
kind yeah. of you know 30 years before the facts yeah. um yeah the amount of bands that have rinsed it rips yeah. it off um yeah like the harmonies the ba- the baseline in rain is oh, and it's also one of those songs it's only actually become more famous in recent years i mean if you would yeah. have gone back yeah. to that if you'd but, got that past masters in the 80s i would imagine you would have never really have heard that song before no 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 mm. um I'm, there's there's a promo video for it that I've seen on. Yes, YouTube. there is. Yeah, yeah, they did the paperback oh, writer in rain one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, my number three, uh, and your bird can sing. Which yes. I, great song. I, yeah. Yeah. One of my favourite Lennon yeah. tunes uh, off Revolver. It's kind of weird saying that Revolver has got deep cuts, but it's got yeah. a couple on there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Doctor yeah, Robert and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, number two, I've got uh, Glass Onion. Yep. Yeah. Which I I always adored. For the I remember yep. you buying the, the White Album, and it was the yep. first time I'd heard it. You know, you you yeah spent like a mortgage on buying it on CD. I go for Christmas. I go, okay, okay. I, you, 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 I, your I parents remortgaged the house then. <laughs> well, no, my dad wouldn't buy the CD. That's what he, he, yeah, in our yeah. price they still had a small vinyl section in the early nineties, yeah. and because no no a couple of. Some albums were still released on vinyl, and they yeah. they had a few of the Beatles albums, and the White albums much cheaper than the CDs. My dad said, yeah. "I'll get you on the record." And to be honest, I'm actually quite glad he did because the actual package of the record's lovely with the post postcards. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I had the White album until it came down to price and CD, which was many <laughs> years later. It was right, and uh, yeah, my number one uh, Beatles deep cut is "Real Love." Oh, "Real Love," of course, I know you that way. Yeah, I always loved too. it, you know. <laughs> Wolf's Free as a Bird did disappoint me a bit at the time. Uh, when Real Love came out, um, I thought it was absolutely superb. I, I, it, it's just, it's a glorious, glorious, wonderful song. Ooh. And even now, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, just what might have been yeah. if they'd done, you know, uh, and, and if they'd done an album in the 80s or the yeah. well i say yeah. if they'd done an album in the 80s it would have probably had horrendous production well possibly you know, like, yeah, but, but, well there's no doubt jeff lynn would have produced it <laughs> yeah yeah you think <laughs> yeah. um just 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 because i didn't clarify before a deep deep cut for people who don't know is album tracks not necessarily the most obvious of beatles songs so that's why there's none of the the main singles or the ones that you would know um, on there so deep cuts is sort of album tracks that some people may not know so much it's very difficult doing deep cuts on the beatles because almost every single song is known at some point but that's what a deep cut is when we if we ever talk about that i should have mentioned that before but if you wonder what a deep cut is and that's why we're doing it for this because we're talking about the albums in general so mm. let's move on to the albums so we were just talking about help which was my number yeah. eight and that was and your was number five Okay, so my number five is Revolver. <laughs> now, look, let, me, let me just say here, from now on in, it is a right. pretty, t- it's yeah. a pretty close yeah. list. I mean, um, if if you listen to my top twenty album rankings, all of this top five is in my top twenty albums of all time. <laughs> so it's not like I'm uh, yeah. I'm dissing Revolver. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, right, my number four. Uh, is the White Album. My number four is Rubber Soul. My number three is Rubber Soul. Right, so we're going to talk about Rubber Soul. We haven't had a hard day's night yet, have we? No, we haven't. That's, 
That's correct. So we're going to talk about Rubber Soul. Um, yeah. This 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 Christmas, that Christmas 1991, I got the White Album on vinyl. The other two CDs I got that Christmas. This is when I was really getting into them, you know, trying to get as yeah. much. The other two I got that Christmas on CD was Let It Be and Rubber Soul. And I thought, when I first heard this, I thought this album was awesome. And I still do. And that's why it's still a, a little bit, probably for me, a little bit of a notch above uh, Revolver, just because the sudden change in sound from Beatlemania, you know, as I say, help was only three months. Away. I mean, this is this is like a band releasing an album three months ago and then another one coming out next month. Yeah. You know, and, a, and a double A side at the same time, which yeah, is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and we can work it out. Yeah, yeah, it came out the same day as the album. Jesus um, and it's ridiculous. Uh, it's ridiculous. And to be honest, the songs are so good on this that you re- yeah. there isn't really you would necessarily take off to to replace no. it with the two sing the double A side. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ones like we were saying, deep cuts like "You Won't See Me," "I'm Looking Through You." That was mm-hmm. good a bit. That was probably that was quite near my top five deep cuts there, but it's got. Some absolute classics on this. Drive My Car, brilliant opening track, love it. Um, Norwegian Wood, sudden change of pace in the song. The sitar works so well with that song. Um, In My Life is one of their very best Beatles songs, I would say. One of the best songs John Lennon Lennon ever wrote. It's it's almost like this is why they were so good, Lennon McCartney, because McCartney's done help on the previous album. So Lennon goes, right, almost like, oh, I'm going to match it. I'm going to match it with my own ballad in my life. You know, that's why Penny Lane, Strawberry Foods Forever is so good. It's just, yeah. they were so good at sort of the, they work together, but also competed in some ways as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Michelle was a number one hit for another band. This is what used to happen all yeah. the time. Oh, it's it, crazy, it, it was it? like, I can't remember the band. Uh, Overlanders, is that? Am uh, I right? Michelle? What? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just, look, here we go, cover versions. Uh, I'm here one. Well done, mate. Well done. Well done. <laughs> bonus, bo- bonus, bonus point, mate. Who got a number one with their cover of Oh Blood Dia Blood Da? Marmalade. Yes. He's good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> Which goes to show, you see, if they'd released songs off the albums themselves, they would have probably had many more number ones. Oh, of course. They would have had many more number ones. If, if they actually also released a song off the album, like an artist would do now. Um, but no, I, I I love this album. And actually, looking at this track list, he makes me think, you know what? Tomorrow while I'm working, I'll put it on Rubber Soul. <laughs> Jeez, um, um, yeah. But it's, it's, it, I think there's a, there's a famous John Lennon quote saying that, you know, it was Rubber Soul where things started getting interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you say, you know, help was was four months before this, and it's it's kind of like help for me was like the full stop on the first chapter yeah. of the Beatles. You yeah. Know, or, um, and then, help was like the end of Beatlemania. It was the end of it was the end of Beatlemania. Um, and then yeah, I can drive my car. Come on. It's, uh, um, it there's a YouTube clip I always I always go back to is when that when. When, when McCartney um, played it at, uh, at Live 8 in 2005, yeah. and then out of nowhere, George Michael just joins in on the chorus, and the crowd yeah, just goes yeah. absolutely yeah. insane. It's, yeah. it's so good. It's yeah. so good. 
Um, just yeah, George Michael just look, looking just just cool as anything on stage. Um, yeah, Norwich, Norwich word first time um, a sitar was used. Yeah. Um, but no, nowhere man. Oh, that's you know that those harmonies at the start of nowhere man kill me, absolutely kill me. Michelle, um, yeah, it's kind of yeah, yet another kind of McCartney song that's a standard. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. uh, girl. I think girls are great. Yeah, yeah. That's a deep girl. When he goes, girl, yeah, does the sharp and take yeah, the breath. Yeah. So it's just effortless. So cool. Um, yeah, in my life, well, and yeah, funny to someone. Uh, yeah, run for your life as well. The way the album finishes. Yeah, really song. I mean, a lot of people don't like run for your life, but I actually, I've always liked that song. I mean, and probably the weakest song in it is probably the Ring Ringo's one. What goes on? It that's the yeah. only one that sort of sounds like it's from an older Beatles album. And yeah, I think true. Ringo, it was his first actual, he wrote it with Lennon McCartney. It's credited as Lennon yeah. McCartney Starkey. And yeah. I think it is a song that he had been working on for a, um, a couple of, for a while beforehand. So it yeah. almost feels like it could have been on Beatles for Sale or even Help because it's a similar type of song to act naturally, mm. really. Mm. So it's probably, but it's, you got it's nice i always like it when there's a ringo song on it you know the couple that a couple of albums that don't have it hard days night and let it be um a magical mystery tour it's sort of like you think it's sort of you're missing your ringo song you know yeah. it's um, mm. um but uh no it's an amazing album and you know you had it at number three didn't you number three uh, yeah yeah it's, yeah, one, it's wonderful wasn't it also their first album where they didn't have um the beatles um, yeah. Name on the front cover. Yeah, if you look here, yeah. look, so we obviously forget yeah. the side bit because it's part of the CD packaging. But yeah. yeah, Rubber Soul. It was a mistake as well. The the photo they were looking through. Somebody was putting yeah. slides in a projector to look at yeah. the album cover, and somebody put it in wrong, and it made it elongated. And they yeah. said, "I like that. We'll use that." And it's that sort of where there's only Lennon's looking at the camera, the other yeah. looking away. It's 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 a simple album cover, but it just looks wonderful. Amazing, album. amazing. Yeah. Um, so we're getting quite high now, really. So that was yeah. so Rubber Soul was my number four. Um, it, was my, it was my number three. What's your number three, mate? Sergeant Pepper. So we're going to talk about Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band because you had it way down. I did. I had it at uh, number nine. Number nine. Now, so you obviously feel that it's slightly overrated. I've, I've, I've felt that for many, many years, mate. Yes, <laughs> I, have. I genuinely have. I, yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 yeah I, you know. Um, I, I think it's. I think it's almost the aura that went round this album is probably almost yeah. some of the songs that are actually on it. Um, mm. It's funny enough. It's the album that when I first got into this was the album I bought my pocket money, and it's the album that I listened to it and I didn't like it, and I yeah. almost <laughs> took it back and I had listened again yeah. and I got used to it and used to it. And, I absolutely love it. What they managed to do with the four-track recording is unbelievable. We can't, oh, so we can't pushing deny it. To, that. Pushing it to its absolute limit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And the remix that Giles Martin's done, where he sort of, he sort of put it through the made. So, so the 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 vocals aren't coming on one one um, speaker now. They're just coming out of both speakers and everything. It makes it sound so modern and fantastic, but still retain that '60s sound. Um, it's got it's got some absolute classics on it. A day in the life many people think is the best Beatles song. Critically, is often like that mm. that perfect combination of Lennon McCartney. I would have it in my top ten. It's not my I said Let It Be is my favourite Beatles song, but um, I can understand where people 
may be coming from. It gets, does get a bit weird in places. I mean, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, as you say, oh, with it, without yeah. use a little bit long, it sort of mm. goes on a bit. Um, but uh, I've always, I mean, it's, this album is so McCartney, whereas Lennon probably was the lead singer in the early days of the Beatles. I think this is the album where sort of McCartney takes over as the main yeah. man in the Beatles. I, I think that's, he is the main man till the end. Um, I mean, if you think about it, you've got, Sergeant Pepper, Getting Better, Fixing a Hole, She's Leaving Home. And that's three McCartney songs in a row that, on this album. Uh, when I'm 64, Lovely Rita, Andy sings the middle part of A Day of the Life. This is almost a, it's so McCartney, this album. The cover's iconic. The packaging's fantastic, what came with it. I've all, I, I, I love the album, but I prefer two above it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it's... A case like um, albums like Morning Glory and things like that. I don't know if it's like an over familiarity. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not going to lie. I did rinse this. I remember um, when my parents got like their first like CD player, their first yeah. CD deck. Yeah. Um, I think the first CD my mum bought was, was Sergeant Pepper. That would have been um, the 87. The yeah, the 87. Yeah. Yeah, like the. Yeah, booklet yeah. and the cardboard sleeve and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that was I celebrating remember... the 20 years anniversary of Sergeant Pepper. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know that's <laughs> mad, right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wow, yeah, and that was what 36 yeah. years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Blimey. Um, and I, I did, I absolutely rinsed it to death. Um, I love the way it starts, I love that whole kind of the idea of the concept behind it of them wanting to you know doing like a concerts album around the band and things like this and you know a bit alter egos and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. and um i'm not sure they I, were I, the first but it was one of the first albums yeah 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 tracks were almost all joined on yeah all that time. i love i love I, I love the kind of more psychedelic side we're listening to sky diamonds um you know whichever story you believe you know was it a was it a picture that julian had drawn or was it actually lsd you know who who cares man great art came out of it so yeah, I, I you know whatever you know they're all great stories as far as i'm concerned she's living home i i, I think is one of mccartney's best beatles yeah songs. I, i've always liked it's amazing um benefit of mr kite i always quite liked um you know horrendous well not horrendous like blatantly ripped off by oasis <laughs> for uh the importance of being idle yeah, 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 actually, yeah, massively. Even the there's the bit in the in the middle of um the importance of being idly dumps, dumps, da 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 dumps. Yeah, you know, it's just like. You know what? I never thought of that. I've never thought of that before. But yeah, first time I heard it, I was I was like, I just ripped off. But I was like, well, fair enough. He's he's ripping off a deep cut that not many people know, I suppose. Um, yeah, within you, without you, it's good, but it's a bit long. When I'm 64, I don't like it when McCartney writes those kind of umpar seaside songs. I'm not a fan <laughs> of them. You know, you did like you did like your mother should know. That's a bit like that. Yeah, but I yeah, I suppose. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, lovely Rita's pretty good song. Good morning, good morning. I never really liked. Uh, I like the reprise of Sergeant Pepper's and Hearts Club Bands, but Day in the Life, it's it's incredible, but my the bit I like out of Day in the Life, it's the whole kind of 
bringing the orchestra up from nothing to this kind yeah. of end of the yeah. world, like yeah. this, this boulder of noise. You know, I yeah. love those bits. The rest of the song, I, again, it's just over familiarity, I guess. But yeah. if, if I do hear it on the radio or something yeah. like that, I'll always kind of my ears will start to like tune in and pay attention when it's getting to the yeah. bit of the orchestra I, bit, you know. Um, when I first so, yeah, heard that song, incredible. when I first heard that song, which is when I first heard the album when I bought it, um, yeah. I was like, "What? What is this? What is this? It's so weird." I, I could just couldn't yeah. get my head around it the first time because it was just yeah. so weird. But yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, now it's just like it's just the fabric of this album is just sort music, of, yeah. yeah, it's um, and I can understand if people prefer other ones. I mean, I do, but um, yeah. it's everything about it it also it's one of those albums that just so happens at times just released at the right time um people were wondering when where the beatles were because they haven't hadn't released an album for um nine months yeah can you believe it because i think I, mean, I think revolver came out august 66 and yeah. um Obviously, Penny Lane Straw Before Forever came out as a single, I think January, February 67. But people yeah. were wondering whether the Beatles had split up and yeah. what, uh, what were they doing? And you're like, yeah, uh, you know, you know, you've got the people who don't release albums for like six, seven years, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, crazy. So, so Sergeant Pepper's my number three, and it was way down at your number nine, wasn't it? It was, mate, yes. Correct. So are we in the top two? We are in the top two, mate. And my number two is Hard Day's Night. And I've got that at number six. Um, well, well, you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why you've got this that that high though, because this out of sort of like that Beatlemania period, yeah. this is the best one. Um, yeah. Yeah. All of the tracks written yeah. by Lennon McCartney, yeah. um, but they're fantastic tracks. It's such a great pop album. This album, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a bad track on this album. You know, oh. and it's one. Like I should have known better. I love that song. That's another of those songs that's gone up in my estimation. I always used to love it, any time at all. It starts off side two. Yeah. Got two great singles on that, this album. Can't buy me love and hard days night. And I love her. An absolute McCartney classic. Um, yep. It's a very Lennon album. Um, I yep. think I think McCartney sings three tracks. George sings I'm happy just to dance with you. There's no Ringo on this one, and all the rest uh, of the song mainly by Lennon. Um, but it's it's another great album cover. It's a real good sort of snapshot of Beatlemania, once again, released at the right time, along with that film. It's really, well, it's a great album. I mean, there's not much more I could say about it, but it's, it's a real great pop album. And at the time, it probably was unbelievable that a band would write all the tracks off the album, because I think it was almost unheard of. Yeah, it's rollicking is is the word I'd use for it. It's just a rollicking, perfect kind of pop rock yeah. album. Yeah. Um, that that intro, that that chord, you know, iconic. It's it's you know, it's kind of a bit of a strange thing to say, you know, an iconic chord yeah, that yeah. opens it out. But that chord that Harrison plays on his new Rickenbacker twelve string. Now, bow, and then straight in, you know, it's been a hard, it's, it's, you know, like, you know, big hi-hat sounds. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a heavy, rollicking song. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, 
and then straight into I should have known better, which is it's it's just a great kind of I don't know, like almost like a folk sort of birdsy kind of song. It's it's kind of whimsical, but that, and then yeah. if I if if I if I fell in love yeah. with you, that's great. Yeah, happy just to dance with you. Um, one of the, one of the best songs Harrison wrote in the early years. Like it's great, and I love her, which is you know we're talking about you know those pantheon of like McCartney standards. That's you know definitely up there. Can't buy me yep. love. One of their best singles uh, of the early ones any any time at all it, it, it's heavy it's a heavy song yeah, yeah, yeah. again it's just a rollicking start to the side i love i'll be back the way it finishes yeah yeah you know they do that very clever thing of going from the major to the minor chords yeah. but the it start starts is, out of you know. where's both the first two Beatles albums started with like ended with a like a cover a rocker this one ends yeah. a little bit more a little bit more downbeat and sedate. Downbeat downbeat, still yeah. it still works it still works really well yeah, and it, it just showed that it, even by, because this was their third album, right? Yes. Was it third, yeah. So even by their third album, they were they, they were just leaving everyone for dust. Yeah, yeah, they gone. Yeah. They they taken off into the stratosphere, gone, mm. waving goodbye to everyone that was behind yeah, them. Yeah. That was it. They just, you know, yeah. and it, it 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 it's just kind of mad that. You know, bands before then hadn't really, you know, this is the first time where a band had written every song on their album, which yeah, is just yeah. kind of, it's just a weird yeah. thing to say now. Yeah. You know, no covers and, uh, and and just every song being of that kind of quality. You know, there isn't a Duff song on this. You know, I'd even, you know, obviously, you know, the, the album that is my number one, there is a, an absolutely Duff song on it. Yeah. But because yeah. the other songs are so strong, I could yeah. not have it as my number one. Yeah. Um, but you know, with this, you know, you know, I, I know you were kind of being a bit of a staunch uh, Ringo defendant in terms of his singing. You're saying yeah. you're searching for the Ringo style song. I like the fact there's not a Ringo song here <laughs> to muck it up. <laughs> I think um, I think Matchbox was recorded, which was a cover to, to go on the yeah. album. They released it as an EP, yeah. uh, called Sally was, EP. With that, um, that, was that Carl, Carl Perkins in Matchbox? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, um, but uh, yeah, so that was my number six and your number two. Two. Now, I've got three albums here, so I don't know if we've mucked out something completely. Oh, what, number, what number was your white album? My, my album was number four. Right. So, my white album is next at number two. So, we haven't done it. We haven't done it wrong. No, we haven't. So, we haven't done it wrong. <laughs> uh, so, my, my, the white album is number two. Um, I just love, I know in some respects this isn't the best Beatles album because it is over long. It's got songs that you would never have put on a single album, but I just love how it's so eclectic. It just goes from one different bit to another. It's, it sounds great. It's got like, it's like the early idea of what all their solo albums would sound like as well. And all that type of thing, but it, it is them working together as well. And, um, and it also, when you first hear it, always, this was the album that had loads that you did not have any idea what the songs were. You know, it's got a load of songs where you're like, I've never heard that. What's that one? What's that one? You know, you'd heard of Back in the USSR, Obedee, Obedee, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, maybe Blackbird, but then all the others were maybe held to skeleton, but all the others were a complete mystery of what these songs were going to be like. Um, and I've always loved the, the eclectic the eclectic nature of this album. Um, I sometimes wish they'd put Hey Jude on instead of Revolution 9. 
because <laughs> Hey Jude was recorded alongside this, um, and Hey Jude is one of my favourites. But uh, um, no, this this album's amazing, and um, it's and it's one of the only times. I mean, this is sort of. I'm always interested by double albums. Whenever an artist releases a double album, I always want to listen to it just because I want to say they've they've released a double album, which is mm-hmm. it's quite rare. Even then, it's still rare now. And but for an artist suddenly to come and go, oh, I'm going to release a double album, it's always you think, well, that's brave. It's a brave thing to do. And yeah. this was almost like to get rid of all those songs they'd released whilst they were in India. Um, so the White Album for me is at number two. It's, what you were saying about um, Let It Be um, when it came up in your list about sort of being a bit frustrating. Yeah. I, I This would be the album that I apply that to, but it's frustrating in the most kind of wonderful way. Yeah. Because it, it, this album goes all over the place. As, as in like, you know, the previous album, Sergeant Pepper, almost having this kind of linear... Yeah, yeah storyline, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. This is just all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, I love the fact it's sprawling. Yeah, and grandiose and overlong and experimentation. Um, but you know, initially, you look at it. You know, it starts with back in the USSR, rocking yeah. again. Yeah. They have know, a great McCart- opener. M- M- McCartney out beach boying the beach boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, straight into Dear Prudence, amazing. Straight into Glass Onion, one of my absolute favourite Beatles songs. Yeah. You know, oh bloody oh bloody da. Mm, yes, another when I was 64 and past seaside, so I yeah. don't like them. But then you know, you, then it just starts going. You know, like Bungalow Bill. You know, it's the weird little folk song and yeah. a wild honey pie. But then you know, my, wild my guitar gently weeps. Um, just an all-time classic yeah. rock standard and you know regardless of what you think about eric clapton these days especially you know the things he seems to be saying these days and stuff um the guitar solo he plays on jelly weeps is is unbelievable yeah. um and then yeah you, um yeah blackbird again another mccartney standard that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> what virtually won an album it's ridiculous yeah um your rock and raccoon, wonderful. Why don't we do it in the road? I always really liked. Uh, birthday, is, you know, but it, and then it's just like it, everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. Yeah, I always um, like. Yeah, that's like great. Sex and Sadie, yeah. Helter Skelter, which is yeah. just like invented heavy metal, you know. And then there's there's songs that you sort of don't think about so much that actually I really do do like, like Julia and Mother Nature's yeah. Son, Savoy Truffle Savoy, by Savoy Truffle. I think that's really what, underrated. Oh, it's one um, of Harrison's best. And yeah. Cry Baby Cry um, yeah. is another. Um, I, I absolutely adore this album. And when I, I can remember first hearing it, I was so excited by having that vinyl. Mm. And, and it really was, Four as sides. I say, it was just brilliant. The four sides and every, yeah. if you think of every actual side starts with a, with a, a really good song as yeah. well um, yeah it does yeah yeah um and so sort of like bit side b side two should i say is a bit more of an acousticy side yeah. and then side yeah. three even though it has got a couple of slower ones it's a little bit rockier and yeah. it's sort of like almost like each side and then side one and four is more sort of just mixed up it's almost like everyone had a theme to it and yeah. and when i first heard revolution nine i was like 
what's going on here and it's going on and on <laughs> it seems to go on forever and then you end with this lullaby which lennon wrote actually for ringo to sing to end it um it, it's it's a crazy album but i i i love it and um yeah it's uh my number two and i, and I think there are better beatles albums generally but it's my number two so well, it was out it was the whole thing of like if they'd released it as a single album would it have been their best album but then you sort of think well what do you take off there's some obvious ones yes i'll take that off but then you you probably still enough to to put on three sides if you see what i mean you know yeah, you would definitely sure. take off something like wild honey pie yeah um, um rocky raccoon you probably would take off revolution nine probably would have been taken off um and then you start scrabbling around a bit. What else would you take off? Um, so, um, yeah, um, I love it. So now we've both got. So your number one must be. Oh, it's Revolver, isn't it? Of course. It's <laughs> my number five. Um, yes. Well, this is this this is a great album. I mean, there's no. <laughs> you look at this album and it's. I know. And I think I think I know. Is the Duff track you're talking about Yellow Submarine? <laughs> no, no, no. It's Eleanor Rigby, mate. No, but of course it's Yellow <laughs> Submarine. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting down. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I was reading, it's, it's, I was reading yeah, Paul McCartney's lyrics book and his personal favourite song he's ever written is Here, There and Everywhere. Yeah. Says if, he was, yeah. if he was pushed, yeah. if he was pushed, Here, There and Everywhere would probably well, be his yeah, favourite track he's written. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very equal this this you know McCartney yeah. and then have yeah. the same amount of tracks each I think that's for the first yeah. time they've got that You've got three from Harrison this time obviously Ringo sings yeah. Yellow Submarine um, starts brilliantly with Tax Man and it starts oh. so different this is another yeah. step away step even up. from Rubber Soul uh, yeah. Yeah. and ends with the what's going to happen it's almost like a little a little trailer for Sergeant Pepper tomorrow never knows. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, streets ahead. Yeah. You know, tomorrow never knows. Again, I it's it's pretty something. I can't be the only person who does this, but just try and put yourself in that mind, in that in that in that headspace of listening to that song for the first time in 1966. Yeah. <sighs> just one chord, isn't it? The whole the whole song. One, one, but, but it's, you know, they basically invented kind of drone and post rock. With yeah. that song, just that wow for like you know three minutes, and those backward drums, you know, again, you know, Chemical Brothers wrote itself whole self and let for, let forever yeah. be, yeah, yeah, yeah. and setting sun really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also like you were saying, the deep cuts, Annual Bird can sing. It's a yeah, cool track. Wonderful, so wonderful. is um, she said, she said, and yeah. another under well, is it underrated? But another underrated McCartney one is for no one. Very short track. Yeah, great song. It's very sort of a sad, very sad song, and uh, I mean, got to get you into my life. Yeah. You know, I'd, it, it's you know, it's a Motown song. Yeah. Yeah, McCartney. I bet it was probably just like, yeah, I'm gonna rock and write a Motown song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you should, <laughs> if you if you yeah. listen to it's, the version of it on Anthology Two, you wouldn't even recognise the track. You listen to "Got to Get to You in My Life" on Anthology yeah. Two, and it sounds. Oh, not like a Motown song. It, it, it's like it keeps stopping and starting with an acoustic guitar. It's a really odd version. And then they've almost might have completely scrapped that idea of that song. They reinvented it, as you say, as a Motown song. Unbelievable. It's sort yeah. of like when things aren't working, they would 
stick with the song but just completely mm. change the sound mm. so mm. yeah revolver's an amazing album many people's favorite i mean as i say those five albums that i've got i know you put pepper quite low but mm. those five albums i've got the top five are interchangeable in many people's yeah. lists of the best album um and that's how that's how strong that's how strong their catalog is that ours our top five is very different because it's so strong you know it's not really some artists it's obvious that those these three are going to be those the top three for example it's not with the beatles you could have hard days now it's your favorite album you could have sergeant pepper you as you as you say you feel a bit underrated you could have the white album it's your favorite it is it's so strong their catalog um but yours is revolver my favorite beatles albums abbey rose which you've got at uh, Abbey Road was at number six. Number six. Now, I think it's number six. Please tell me it's number six, not because you don't like the album, just because that the others are very strong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, Abbey Road, is, it's a bit Sergeant Pepper for me. There are good moments, but, you know, I, I'm not as big a fan of Side 2 as a lot of people are. There are parts of Side 2 which I love. Yeah, you know, Golden Slumbers is uh, oh, wow. Yeah. But I want to hear that as a as like a full four and a half minute song. I don't yeah. want to hear all these little snippets of leftovers which they didn't quite finish writing. Yeah, I, I know you. Wilkes, I think it's an amazing achievement to 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 basically arrange this whole medley, a yeah. whole side of you know, for argument's sake, it is their final LP. Yeah, you know. The way it finishes with the ends and all of that. Um, the way it starts, brilliant, you know, comes together. Is, oh. it's, you know, something, it, yeah, great. Here comes the sun. I mean, it is good. Uh, you know, it's in that drawer with Wonderwall. And, well, you know, it's, songs I, I, happily, it, you know. I love and, Here Comes the Sun, but it's been, because yeah. it, now it's the it's the most streamed Beatles song. So it's, yeah. in terms of streaming, well, you, it's the most popular Beatles song. But, um, yeah. It wouldn't have been that when I first heard it by any means. And no, um, no, uh, no. I love Here Comes I've always have loved how it sounds, but yeah. Come Together is an unbelievable opening yeah. track. Oh, uh, incredible. And, um, and I want you, she's, if that was on John Lennon's first solo album, Plastic Ono Band, yeah. it sounds like it's off John Lennon's off a John Lennon yeah. solo album. Um, it's definitely, this is more of a McCartney album than a Lennon album, definitely. Yeah. You know that that's that medley's majority. Even though obviously there's Lennon on songs on there, but the majority that last sort of part of Golden Slumbers carry that weight. The end. It's all that's all McCartney led, isn't it? That part. Yeah. Um, but I love the I love once again. It's like Lennon wanted a straightforward tracks album. McCartney wanted to do like a sweet, like a classical piece. So what do they do? they swap the sides and that's typical Lennon and McCartney um and George Harrison was really getting into his game with some of the songs and especially if you listen to his first solo album which arguably is one of the best solo Beatles albums all things must pass um and um it sounds so good it sounds unbelievable and it's like this 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 album is recorded as I say if someone said You'd never heard the Beatles before. Go, they say, oh, this is a brand new album. It was released this. <laughs> you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't really bat an eyelid. Oh, you oh think of course not. Um, 
yeah, for me, it's the best bit. It's my favourite album of all time, as you well know from our Top 20 Albums podcast. I absolutely love it. I never get bored of it. I played it the other week, probably for the how many times I've played this album. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I should play that. I should play that. I haven't played that for a while. I'll go, you know what, I'm just going to play this. Um, I love it. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, but I think both of our choices, you, you can't argue with them. As the no, top, you can't. Top, you can't. Because the catalogue is just so strong. Uh, yeah. Probably the strongest. Yeah, I mean, you know, even the albums that, you know, we, we ran to the bottom, you know, they're not without merit. No. Oh, no, no. I mean, apart from Yellow Submarine, I like all the albums. Yeah, there's, I do. Yeah. Yeah, there's none that I go, oh, I like all the albums. Um, so you, uh, and there's not many artists, even your favourite artists, you could say yeah. that about. You know, there's always one or two you go, oh. um, yeah. Um, yeah. But the Beatles are... Are very unusual that they've had, got a very strong back catalogue. Um, so yeah, um, why don't you run down your your thirteen, Gareth? All right, mate. Uh, number thirteen was Yellow Submarine. Twelve Beatles of Soul. Eleven with the Beatles. Uh, number ten, Please Please Mate. Number nine, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, number eight, Let It Be. Number seven, Magical Mystery Tour. Number six, Abbey Road. Number five, Help. Four was the White Album. Three, Rubber Soul. Two hard days night, and my number one Beatles album of all time is Revolver. Lovely. Because that's the because that's the right answer. <laughs> and my right answers are number thirteen. <laughs> all number right 13. answers are subjective, mate. All right. <laughs> number thirteen, Yellow Submarine. Number twelve with the Beatles. Number eleven, Please Please Me. Number ten, Let It Be. Number nine, Beatles for Sale. Number eight, Help. Seven, Magical Mystery Tour. Six, A Hard Day's Night. Five revolver, four rubber soul, three sergeant pepper, two the white album at number one, Abbey Road. And there you go. We've managed this in just over an hour and a half, which is not bad going for us, is it, guys? <laughs> Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Um, so this obviously with Beatles being one of my favourites, this is probably not going to be the end of any Beatles podcast we do. Um, I'm hoping that at some point uh, Gaz and I might look at the compilation albums of the Beatles. As there's are, there are many of them, ones that are available are. now. So we're going to go for the ones that you can easily buy now. We're not going to go for the ones that are deleted or anything like that. So that's a thought which might include the anthologies, Love Album, 62 the red and blue albums etc so that's something we might do one day and i think we'll also at some point run through our top 10 beatles songs as well so that's probably coming up and there'll be more podcasts coming up um for music and films saves the world podcast um more rankings commentaries power hour um etc so Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, as always, Gaz, for joining me. And please listen to Gaz's Track One Side One podcast. It's a fantastic listen. I've been listening to quite a few over the last couple of weeks, and they're really good. So uh, thank you. Thank you once again for, for joining me. And we'll see you very soon. Goodbye, one and all. Bye.